everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and I'm excited to dive into today's episode, and I didn't really know what I was going to talk about until like a few minutes ago, but let's dive in because it's going to be a good one, I hope. I'm manifesting that. All right, so here's the thing. I really thought I could get away with planning a whole launch, including a quiz and a revamp of a program while also moving and preparing for a move. And I was sorely mistaken. Now, the good news for me is that I already had the intention going into this year to make sure that I was prioritizing space. I was giving myself enough time and space to do things. I wasn't overbooking myself or my calendar, and I wasn't uh, overbooking my launch schedule either. And I actually even went into it really thinking, like, let me... Let me not plan things as much. I'm definitely a planner and I like to get dates on the calendar and I like to stick to them and I like things to go as planned. But the truth is that over the last few years, especially being an entrepreneur, I've really had to learn sometimes the hard way that things won't always go as planned. And sometimes when I stick too hard to a specific goal or a specific way of reaching a goal, um, you know, or a specific outcome, it just ends up not going well anyway and then if it doesn't go that way instead of me being flexible and open and going with the flow and just allowing it to go the way that it is going or reroute as necessary I get like really frustrated and then I have resistance and then it just never works out when that happens not to say that nothing ever works out but when that happens and when I start to get into resistance and frustration because the plan's not working then it still doesn't work and you know, results are not had. (laughs) So I have learned this lesson time and time again over the last couple years. I knew going into this year that I wanted it to be a little bit more go with the flow, that I didn't want to rush things. I didn't want to pressure myself to do things that, um, you know, I ultimately didn't want to do. And there were a couple times last year where this is the case where I had a couple things planned and then it just ended up not really feeling right or being the right time. And um, normally it's fine. You know, it's only ever a problem, quote unquote, if you announce something and then have to change it. And even then, I don't really think it's a problem. But I also don't want to ever be someone who's like continuously promising something and then never delivering it. That's when it really becomes a problem in my view. So I did sort of vow (laughs) to let you guys know, which I did in the first episode, that things would be flexible and that this was my intention um, to see what happens and to tease what was in the works but not say it all at once because things will ebb and flow and I'm certainly not sticking to a rigid plan this year and maybe you're not either or maybe you can try it out. So all of that to say... I am pushing back the launch. I never gave firm launch dates anyway. I just said it was coming soon and it is still coming soon. But I will say that I was hoping it would be a little sooner than it actually is. But we are working on things very hard behind the scenes, revamping the audience builder bundle, the sales page and getting the quiz ready. And so I'm hoping to have this out as soon as possible. Why am I telling you this? Well, really, I'm telling you this because some podcast episodes that I wanted to do and have planned, I'm going to save for a couple weeks from now so that it happens a little bit closer to the Audience Builder Bundle launch. And, you know, if it's going around, uh, going with the launch of the quiz, I want it to obviously make sense and have the quiz ready. So I was looking for some ideas for what to do for this podcast episode. Since the original idea I had, I'm deciding to push a couple weeks. And I posted on Instagram, posted on TikTok, and was just kind of asking people what questions they had or what ideas they had. And we had some good ideas come in. But one of my longtime clients, Courtney, messaged me something and she brought a really good topic up that I want to talk about today. So she messaged me and she said, I think you may have done an episode on this, but my suggestion is how to sift through your resources and what people are offering. Like when you feel like you're constantly getting services and programs and resources offered to you and they all sound great, but then you realize you're just becoming bombarded and overwhelmed by it all and then you don't do anything. And she is right. I have done an episode on this before. Actually, I do recommend checking it out. It's episode 76 and it's called The Balance Between Feedback and Tunnel Vision, How to Get Out of Paralysis and Move Forward with Confidence and Clarity. But I thought that this was a really good um, idea to bring back because first of all, that episode happened a while ago. 
And second of all, I'm actually going through this very thing right now. And so I think I can bring a a kind of updated and fresh perspective to it while also going over some key things that play into this that I don't think I mentioned in the last episode. And coincidentally, I've been getting a very similar question across TikTok and it actually comes up in a different way. It's usually not as detailed as the question that Courtney asked in terms of like, what do I do when I have so many opportunities and so many, you know, resources and which do I pick? But it shows up more in like, what should I be doing? Like, how do I know if I'm ready for this XYZ thing? Or what should I be focusing my time and attention on? Or even, why is this thing that I'm trying to do not working? So like sometimes people will try to launch a Patreon or they'll try to get into sync or whatever it is and it just doesn't really go well. They don't get the results that, that, that they wanted and they're not really sure why that's the case. Uh, happens with releasing music a lot too. Like they think they're doing all the right things or um, they just kind of put it out there and then they're wondering why they're not getting the results that they wanted. And even though these are, you know, three, four different kinds of questions, I think that the answer to them overlaps. And so that's what I want to talk about on today's episode. I find it particularly fitting of a topic for me to talk about now because I, like I said, I've been going through this and uh, it's been a lot more in my face than I thought it was going to be. I have never moved to another state before. Like I've only ever moved within a state and I totally underestimated how much effort and energy it takes to move. Nobody told me. I can't believe nobody told me this. (laughs) One person told me, I think, was she was like, I just moved and like, just take care of yourself. (laughs) But nobody told me this. And so I had like all of these projects and things going on and, you know, lists and lists of things to do. And a week ago, and still now, to be honest, but like a week ago, I was feeling incredibly overwhelmed. And it, it's, I was talking actually to my Out to Launch Patreon group about this because A couple of them had expressed similar sentiments, particularly towards the end of the year and the beginning of the year where things were very hectic. You're like celebrating the holidays and, you know, trying to balance a couple of things and should you do this and should you do that? And I was telling them how sometimes we, you know, it's it's easy to think that like all of this overwhelm is all bad overwhelm when the reality is that sometimes it's really exciting ideas. Sometimes you're inundated with four giant, exciting, thrilling ideas that you want to move forward with. But then when you actually go to do them, you're super overwhelmed because it's impossible to move forward with all of them at once. But it's not like it's a bad thing. It's not like it's negative stress or, or, you know, toxic things that you have to deal with. It is positive. But what do you do? Like, how do you sift through what's actually a priority when you're faced with a bunch of exciting things? Now, sometimes it is stressful or sometimes it's just like neutral things. Uh, You know, when it comes to my moving, a lot of it is exciting, of course, but some of it's just neutral. Like, all right, I've got to do this. I've got to set that up. I've got to make sure this is ready. I've got to just pack. Like, it's just stuff that you have to get done. And I was feeling recently super overwhelmed. I had a list of like five projects, if not more, that I was balancing. And I had to really take a day to sit down and list everything out and prioritize and to look really critically at what I had on my plate and make an executive decision. Kind of just be brutally honest about what is a priority and what isn't a priority. So the first part of this episode that I want to talk about is that prioritization. The second part I'm going to talk about where you're at in your career and how that can help inform things. So if you are feeling like you're being um, you're being inundated with a lot of tasks, but also inundated with a lot of resources and courses and free events to go to, the first thing that I want you to do is literally just make a list. Like make a list of everything that's on your brain of things to do, projects that you're working on, tasks that have to do with that project that you're you're working on, um, resources that you want to do. Like let's say there's like a free video course that you want to watch, write that down. Let's say there's a free webinar you want to attend, write that write that down. And of course, be detailed about it and writing down like the title and the topic and what it's actually about so that you know specifically where it falls. So basically just make one big brain dump. And what you can do as well, this is up to you. 
you can do this just for everything in general. What you um, might do is just do it for your career if that's the only place where you're feeling overwhelmed. So like stay within the scope of your music business and just focus on those things. If you're going to do it for uh, everything, just for life in general, then I would just put it into separate categories. So it's like business projects, life projects, you know, relationship stuff, like just sort of categorize it so that it's separate, although it is going to eventually all be considered together. But basically take your categories, write out the projects that you have going on in each category and the tasks that might go along with that. Again, thinking of what's weighing on your brain. Anything that you have on your brain that's like, I have to do this. I've got to get that done. I'd love to watch this. I'd love to do this. Uh, This was an idea I had. Like anything that you're thinking of, basically put it down on paper. Then do this exercise that I love to do, which is so simple but so effective in essentially categorizing these tasks, projects, and ideas. So the first thing that we want to do is look critically at the list and honestly ask, what of these items, what of these projects are a priority? And here's how you can decide if something is a priority. One thing um, that often happens when we do this is that because we feel really overwhelmed and because we have so much on our plate, uh, as Courtney said in her question, we tend to procrastinate. So because you're procrastinating and because you've got a lot, there is a likelihood that there's a couple tasks on there that might not have been actually a priority, but have become time sensitive and are now like urgent and need to get done urgently because there's a deadline or you, you know, you owe someone something or you have to do this first in order to get something else going. So the first thing you can start with is items, tasks, projects, ideas that are urgent, that have basically become time time sensitive or urgent and need to happen first. And you can literally write a little U or color code it or highlight it in a specific color, you know, whichever system you want to use or create a separate list. (laughs) Like if you want to just go through the list and then write at the top of the page urgent and then, you know, one, two, three, four, write out what those urgent priorities are. These are the things that we're definitely going to tackle first, but that's one way that you can decide if something's a priority. If it's time sensitive, it kind of inherently becomes a priority. Then how you can decide if things are a priority is really thinking about what you feel really, really lit up to do. So I was on a TikTok live the other day where someone again asked a similar question and I kind of started to answer it by talking a little bit about how I've been getting into human design. And you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast over the summer, we did a whole series on personal development modalities and human design was one of them. I like it. I think it's fun. I don't know a ton about it. Um, That episode really clarified things for me and I, I did get a reading on it. So I'm exploring it a little bit more. And really the biggest takeaway for me though was that as a manifesting generator, which is my human design type, I have to, or I do best, I should say, when I'm really going with what lights me up. And when I force myself to do things that I don't want to do, I end up feeling frustrated, lacking creativity, you know, no motivation, tired, like all of these things that kind of like perpetuate stuckness and don't feel good. (laughs) So going back to what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, where I'm trying to go with the flow a little bit more and trying to just do things in the timing that they happen and not be like so hard pressed to like force or rush something to happen. That has been really important to me because it that sentiment goes really well along with my human design and how I best operate and how really how I feel best um, when I'm operating in that way. So for me as a manifesting generator, this has been something I've been practicing and it's really just asking myself, what is it that I most want to do right now? And it's it's actually pretty easy for me because it kind of, um, it's really just about like listening to my body. And this practice might work for you, though I definitely encourage you to figure out your human design type because if you're a, a generator or a manifesting gener- generator, this might, um, you might relate to this like extremely. If you're not, there might be a couple other strategies you can use to like get in touch with yourself and figure out how you can best utilize that energy but what I do is I really just like sit with myself and then 
at, like imagine that I'm doing specific things and see how it feels. So let's say that I'm trying to choose between on a day-to-day task, should I clean the house or should I like watch TV <laughs> or should I go for a walk? And so I'll kind of just observe those and see what I'm feeling like called to do and see which in my body feels really like heavy and draining and like ugh, like that sort of feeling where you're like, ugh, I don't want to do it versus and things that feel more light, exciting. Um, and honestly, like I'm sure you've experienced this, but I experience it just regularly without even having to sit down and do the exercise where there's some days where I'm like, all right, I'm, I just am feeling inclined to clean my house. And there's other days where I'm feeling inclined to do nothing. And there's other days where I'm feeling inclined to like redo a whole course in one day. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm sure you can picture this as well where you have those sort of like urges to do something or inspiration to do something, excitement to do something versus dread. And so when you look at the project list and the tasks as well and the ideas as well, like honestly ask yourself which of these projects, tasks, ideas is really exciting me and feels really aligned right now and which of them is kind of draining me and doesn't feel too good right now. So you want to then take the tasks that feel really good right now and put them on the priority list or at least consider them as a potential priority. So again, we've got our time sensitive items. Some of those may not light us up, but because they're time sensitive, they are now a priority. And then we've got the priority of things that we really just, we want to do, the the projects that we really feel excited to focus on. So we've got our time sensitive, we've got our excitement list, but now we also have to think critically about what actually makes the most sense to do in terms of our career trajectory and our goals and the limited amount of time that we have. So this is where I want to talk about uh, the Music Career Roadmap, which is a post that I have on Instagram. I've talked about it here a couple times before, and I'm just going to go through it very um, quickly, basically, but because I think that this is something that you can use, uh, and I'm going to use it just as an example to help you process where you're at right now and what project makes the most sense to focus on, because... You can have a list of 20 things that feel equally as exciting to you, but they all probably don't make the most sense to do right now. And you've probably also heard me say in the past that you should focus on one thing at a time. Now, sometimes that's not always possible and... Sometimes one thing has nuances of including multiple things within that one project, and I get that. But let's say that you have a... Uh, sync panel. Like I talked last week about the sync panel um, that was going on, which by the way, this is a good time for me to plug it. If you really liked that panel and you want more, or if you missed the panel, Chris is actually hosting another event, another totally free event, which is amazing. Um, I can't believe how much free value he gives away. It's absolutely incredible. So this is a masterclass that you can sign up for today. This is the last day to sign up for it. And um, you can head to katiezacardi.com slash sync to sign up for it. The link will be redirected there. And this is a a masterclass called How to Connect with the Right People in Film and TV. So he's basically going to teach you how to connect with music supervisors, how to get um, in with music supervisors so that you can pitch your songs to them and then get placements. So that's totally uh, free, amazing. Again, you can sign up for it by heading to katiezacardi.com slash sync. And he's going to also be opening up the doors to his program soon. So make sure you're on my email list. Or if you have any questions about that, DM me on Instagram at katiezacardi. But let's use this as an example. Let's say that you are thinking about going to Chris's masterclass. Uh, you're going. You're thinking about doing a sync masterclass. Uh, and the other thing you have on your list is like launch a Patreon. And the other thing is like go viral on TikTok. And the other thing is like you know, release an EP. And so you've got all of these things that feel equally exciting and you want to do all of them and they all, you all, you have a vision that's different for each and you're very excited for each and you want to explore all these avenues. Well, how do we decide what actually makes the most sense? Because all of those projects include a lot of time, energy, work, strategy. um, And so you can't really do it all at once. I mean, you can, but it probably won't go as well. I don't like to advocate for taking on multiple 
launches basically or multiple large projects at once because it's really hard to focus all of your time and energy and creativity into multiple things at one time and therefore be able to get the best results and be able to like put your all into those projects. If you're spread thin, you're probably going to do everything halfway or less as opposed to going all in and doing 100% on one thing. And when you do go all in on one thing, you can likely finish that project faster and better and then be able to move on to the next project quicker. (laughs) I know it doesn't seem that way. It seems counterintuitive, but it is true. So keeping this in mind and also keeping in mind that some of these things might hold different weight. For instance, attending a free masterclass in sync doesn't mean that you are um, like doing a whole launch like launching a Patreon might. Launching a Patreon would take several months. Attending a free masterclass will take one hour. So it doesn't seem like they should hold the same weight, but we do have to really acknowledge and critically think about the intention behind each of those things. The intention behind going to a sync panel is to find out about how to get started in sync with the idea and likely the goal of being able to like pitch your songs and put a lot more time and energy into creating more music, to pitch the more music, to make those connections, like you would be focusing on that. Sync is definitely something that once you get in it, I'm, it can become easier, but like it, it's a pro- it's still a project. It's not like you're going to sign up for this masterclass and then you're going to get a $30,000 sync deal immediately after by doing nothing. Like you're going to have to put work into it. You're going to have to make the right connections. Maybe you do choose to go through Chris's course, which is a project, right? So it yes, it's one hour of the free class, but the reality is you're interested in that because you're interested in the larger project, which is sync, which is exploring a different avenue for income and whatnot. So keeping that in mind... We want to really think about what makes the most sense based on where you're at in your music career right now and based on what you want to do the most. So let's talk about what you should be focusing on based on where you're at in your music career. Okay, so I'm using my post that I made on Instagram literally like two years ago, (laughs) a year ago, December 2020. So I wish there was a way for me to pin this to the top of my Instagram, but there's not. Um, so you can just scroll back and I'll also try to share it to my stories after this and periodically because it's so juicy and I reference it a ton. And I'm going to use this to help uh, walk through the priorities and what you should do. And if you want to look at it visually, you can pull it up on Instagram as well. Okay, so I break this down essentially into phases. Phase one is the getting started phase where you would be focusing on writing a lot of songs, um, starting an artist's social media presence and brand and showing up regularly, networking and strengthening your money mindset and your time management. So essentially what I would say is that if you have not yet really honed in on your songwriting skills, like if you don't feel confident with your songwriting, then I would, or even also your performances, uh, which would include vocals, uh, if you play an instrument, your instrument ability. If you don't feel confident with that yet, that would be a potential focus during phase one. Um, networking, of course, is also a big focus, which you can just do by joining some, you know, Facebook groups, talking with people, attending networking events. That's more of a regular task. But of course, making that a priority during this phase is important. Um, strengthening your money mindset and time management skills is also very important because if you don't do this now, it's going to bite you in the butt later. So um, if you, depending on how savvy and how good you feel about these things now, you might feel really good and you might not need to invest a lot of time and energy into that. You might feel really crappy and you might want to buy a course, hire a coach, binge a bunch of podcasts about it, like do what you got to do. Um you know, consume free resources and masterclasses around these topics so that you can get support there and be able to strengthen your money mindset and your time management skills. And then the biggest thing here is uh, really thinking about starting that artist social media and getting clear on your brand social media. As I've said before, I've got your back if you are at this stage and you really, really want to up your game and uh, we're going to be having the Audience Builder Bundle relaunch coming soon. That's going to be exactly what you need for this stage. Here's one thing I want to say. A lot of people are still at this stage and they just don't realize it or they skipped ahead to a different stage. They've skipped ahead likely to phase two, um, but they kind of have to actually go back to phase one because the foundation was not set as 
savvily as they wanted it to be. Um, So you might be someone listening who has written a lot of songs and who has maybe even released music um, and also who has done a lot of gigs. But now you want to move forward. You want to have a a bigger release or maybe your release didn't reach anyone uh, or you want to launch a Patreon and you want to do some things to, to continue to scale, but you're finding that your money mindset sucks. Or likely, you're finding that um, your social media and your brand are not clear and you don't have an engaged audience and you don't have anyone who's actually going to buy the stuff. <laughs> so you might have to go to phase, um, back to phase one, or you might be in sort of like phase two scaling that Um, before you move on with that. So all of this to say, like, phase one is the getting started. It's not like you have to build up a following of millions of people on social media in order to be able to move forward whatsoever. It is that just, like, getting started place for all of these things. But I do think that it's really worth putting a heavy emphasis on really making sure that your, like, songwriting skills are good. Because if you don't have a good product, if you don't have a good song, it's not going to go anywhere, right? So, like, really focusing on the art that you're creating and building a fan base and starting to build a fan base while networking and working on your money mindset and time management. So that's phase one. Now phase two is where you start to get out there. It's called getting out there. So that's where you would focus on starting to gig locally, starting to release music and get press and continuing that social media and email list growth and scale. Now, I've actually thought a lot about this in the last few weeks. Um, I even got some questions about it on a TikTok live that really made me think about it. And we kind of talked about it on live and got people's opinions. But I do think that it is nowadays it's really helpful to build a fan base on social media before releasing music. With that being said, I know that there are a lot of artists out there currently who feel like they have a lot of work to do in growing their fan base and have already released music and are already gigging. I am by no means suggesting that you have to like stop gigging or, you know, (laughs) delete your releases. Like, absolutely not. I, when I first released music six years ago, I really didn't have a huge fan base either. I was mostly releasing it to my friends and family, but I wanted to get it out there. Now with social media though, being so powerful, there's a real opportunity to have a fan base there already before you actually release something. So that's why I do think putting a slightly stronger emphasis on branding and social media in phase one and then continuing to scale that in phase two um, so that you have people who are waiting for your release when you release it is really a cool thing that you can do. (laughs) I wouldn't say crucial, but I think it's like a really cool opportunity that we have to actually build that fan base up first and have a bigger and more successful first release instead of doing the like friends and family release and then I'll start to build stuff. Obviously, with that being said, when you're growing on social media, people do want to hear things. So that's where you can share behind the scenes clips and, you know, start to tease what is coming and what you will be releasing. But yeah. That's my thoughts on that. (laughs) So phase two, again, gigging locally, releasing music and starting to really grow and scale your social media and your email list audience so that you have got a really, really, really solid group of um, followers and a fan base who is ready to support you and who is there to listen to your music and to gig locally. Before you get to phase three, this is where, again, you have to look at yourself and say, like, where am I really at? Like, do I have an engaged fan base? You know, Have I gotten some music out there or have I started gigging? Do I feel confident in all of these areas? And am I ready to start to grow and monetize a little bit more? And this would take us into phase three, which is growth. So on this social media post, I actually have the first thing of phase three being uh, creating a de- creating a dedicated audience and fan base. And I, this post is from over a year ago. So like if I were to make one update to this, I would actually put this in phase two. So I really think in phase two, you should be creating an, a dedicated audience and fan base and that should be accomplished before you get to phase three. I'm going to be honest. So that's something that if I could edit this, I would. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make an updated version of this post. <laughs> I think maybe that's what I have to do so that it's top of the feed and so that it's updated with the most relevant information. So stay tuned. Um, but basically, so 
we would assume creating a dedicated audience and fan base is going to be in phase two, but phase three for growth, we are doing more collaborations and growing your network and then introducing another offer. So your release like would be an offer. Um, even gigs would be an offer, like come to my show. That's technically an offer, but this is where you'd introduce another offer. So this might be, um, um, it's going to be a focus on really a money making offer. Obviously you can make money with streams and with gigs and whatnot, but introducing another money-making offer here. So you might start to launch Patreon, you might release another album, you might go on tour and really just scale it, you know, go bigger with what you're already doing. You might start to do some work for higher composing, you might start coaching or teaching, you might do sync, you know, this is where you're gonna take on another new project to, as we've said, continue to grow your career. So if you're not in phase three yet, then the chances are that you need to you need to prioritize anything that is in phase one or two before you move on to phase three and can really find success there. Now, obviously, there's always slight ex- exceptions to the rule and we don't want to be so rigid. In fact, what's funny is that I think the only thing on this list that I would say you could start to do without an audience is sync and maybe work for higher composing too because that's like having you need to have a network for that to get hired but um and you need to have a network for sync to get hired but you don't necessarily have to have a fan base to do those things so assuming that you want to do any of those other things like launch a patreon release another album go on tour etc um you would really want to make sure that you're going back to phase one and two you've got that fan base before you start to branch out into these things because otherwise you will launch them into the world and you will not get the results that you are hoping for because if you don't have an engaged fan base who's willing to buy your stuff, it's probably going to flop. Just being honest. However, if you are thinking that sync is something that you want to get into, uh, you could probably do that before your fan base is like where you would want it to be, but you do just have to be really um, thoughtful about what, you want for your longer term vision. So here's what I mean by that. If you ultimately want to have a large fan base and release more music and do a Patreon and like basically have a career that is more focused on you and your fans and those kinds of offers, then I would still focus on that trajectory as opposed to veering off. Um, Work for hires or sync is a whole other career that you can have and it will put you on a slightly different trajectory for the time being. Now, it's not to say that you can't do both, okay? I really, really, really want to stress that. Like, this roadmap and this episode and me walking you through this is not to say that you can't do multiple things uh, in general in your career, in your life. Like, you could accomplish every, you could do every single one of the things on this list if you wanted to. It's just a matter of which comes first. And so in this instance, I really just want you to think about like, what is more of a priority to you? Like is getting your songs in music and film a bigger priority and a bigger goal and a bigger love? And does that excite you more? Or does having a really engaged community and having a Patreon and going on tour, just for an example, does that excite you more? And so what I would do is I would go with the path that excites you more and I would go with the the option, basically the stream of income, the offer in this growth phase that's going to excite you more. And this is where this is the growth phase where we really start to get tripped up. Now, a lot of times I've said it before, I'm just going to reiterate, drive the point home. A lot of times we think that you're here, like you think that you should be choosing between one of these things when really you need to go back and grow your audience in order to do any of these things effectively. So the choice actually isn't between any of these things. The choice is pretty clear that the priority is grow your audience and then you can make one of these choices so that you can effectively actually execute those. But then once you are in phase three, there is a choice between like, what do I do? Should I launch a Patreon? Should I go on tour? Should I launch Patreon? Should I start to coach and teach? Should I release another album? Should I do work for hire? Like which project am I going to get the ball rolling on first and implement first before I move on to the next one? And that's where you have to just think about, okay, which one is lighting me up the most and which one is going to, uh, which one is going to benefit me most when I think about my longer term vision and my longer term goals. 
So that is exactly where what I would think about there. I'll just continue uh, briefly with the roadmap just to kind of like wrap that up. But phase four is expansion. So this would be continuing to like grow your product suite um, or your offers. And so you might be here as well. You might be at a place where you've got a Patreon and you are in sync and you're just trying to figure out what to do next. Well, the same would apply for, you know, what I just said. Think about what really lights you up, what's going to uh, help your longer term vision move forward. And um, of course, there's always ongoing work as well that we have to do, um, but that should be worked into your regular habits. So hopefully, if it is a regular habit or a regular routine that you have going on, things like honing your vocal and instrumental craft and songwriting craft um, after that original development, of course, and then um, maybe like continuing personal development stuff, continuing to nurture your networks and your fan base, etc., Those are going to be ongoing things that you continually do and should be worked into your regular routine already before you start to take on more projects. (laughs) If not, definitely work those into your regular routine before you add even more to your plate. So that's the recap of the roadmap and how you can use that to evaluate where you're at in your career and therefore how to best make a decision on what you should focus on next. Because as Courtney said in her original question, there are many, many different things you could do and a lot of them are really really exciting but you need to think honestly about what is going to benefit you the most right now and I want to leave you with two other little nuggets as you work through whatever you're working through right now (laughs) and make this decision and make you know whatever decision it is that you're going to make one more thing that you can use in your decision making is what is stressing me out the most right now so Sometimes we're making decisions because of desires and hopefully we're always making decisions because it's like everything's great. I'm just trying to figure out which exciting project to take on and that's fantastic. However, if you are feeling really, really overwhelmed, I would venture a guess that there's one or two things that are making you feel extremely overwhelmed. It's not just paralysis of choice. It's also like there's a couple things that are really weighing on me that I just want to get over with or I just want to take off my plate or I need to learn how to do or I need support around or whatever it is because it's really dragging your energy down. So I would ask, what is stressing me out the most right now? And the answer to that question could be a very helpful starting point for what you should prioritize. So whether the the answer and the priority becomes, okay, my priority is to delegate that task so I don't have to do it (laughs) or to figure out this problem so that it's off my plate or like maybe you're like, I cannot manage my time or like, you know, maybe uh, I am so stressed about money. Like every time I think about money, I want to cry. I have such a bad money mindset. I I don't know what to do. That would be your focus. And even if it feels like other things are a priority, if those things are keeping you in a state of stress, it's going to be really hard to do anything else anyway because you have that burden of stress on your shoulders. So ask yourself what's stressing you out. See what the answer is. And that could be a really good starting point or certainly could be something that is high on your priority list to get done, to get support with, and to move forward with so that you can remove that stress from your life and focus more on the things that light you up. And the second nugget that I want to give you is that you have time and you have space to do everything that you want to do. Trust me, I know. (laughs) It feels like a rat race all the time. In the last couple years in running my business, I always felt like I was pushing up against a clock, like an invisible clock. I've got to get this offer out. I've got to hit this income goal. I've got to get this project going. I've got to make this post. I've got to get this information out there before it's too late, before the trend passes, before people forget about me, before XYZ happens. And I've been there myself. I feel that often. It's something that I constantly... Like I literally have a practice, part of my wellness practice, my personal development practice is to let go of that, to let go of that control and need to force and push and feel like everything has to happen so, so quickly. Because the reality is that you have time. And so while it can seem like you're making a choice, um, as I said, like, which path do I take or, you know, which thing do I do if I, if I don't do all of them, I'm never going to do any of them. That's not true. 
Just because you're making a choice to do one thing right now doesn't mean that this is your forever. It doesn't mean that you'll never do any of the other things. It just means that you are making the best possible choice that you need to make right now so that you can set a solid foundation for yourself so that you can step forward on the path towards your goals and so that you can feel good (laughs) about what you're doing and feel in alignment with how you are spending your time and energy at this given time. And there's always going to be time for you to circle back to the project that you want to work on. And there's always going to be time for you to add more projects in, you know, continue to grow your career in the other ways that you want to do it. And so just because you do make a choice to choose one thing to move forward with now doesn't mean you're saying hard no to everything else. It just means that you're saying yes to the focus that you are going to put your energy towards. And by saying yes to that, you're going to be able to open yourself up to more ideas, more creative energy, uh, more literal energy, (laughs) uh, and more time to get it done by not wondering what else you should be doing or stressing out about the other things on your list or anything like that. And literally by saying yes and then saying no to other things, it just clears your brain out so much because you don't have to constantly be thinking about, should I be doing this or should I be doing that and X, Y, Z. I've talked about before how I want to do a cabaret show really, really badly, really, really badly. And I've had this idea for like, two years (laughs) maybe longer than that actually because I had this idea well I guess it's two years I had an idea the idea right before the uh, uh, pandemic started like in February of 2020 so almost two years ago I had an idea that I really wanted to do and then we were inside and I was growing my business and gigs weren't happening and Long story short, this idea has come back into my awareness multiple times and sometimes it comes back with like a fiery energy that's very much like, I need to do this right now. And it actually happened while I was in Paris. I had this like sense where I was like, I just need to do this. Like, what if I should just do this next? And I talked about it with a couple people um, because I kind of knew that it wasn't the right time, but it was it was one of those things where I just like really felt this fire of like, I just want to do this so, so bad. Like, I feel really excited about this idea and I want to make sure that it happens. I don't want to keep putting it off so that it never happens. But I had to really look at myself and think like, is this a priority? Does this need to happen now? And if this did happen now, would I be okay with that? Or are there other things that I really want to happen first, even though I'm so, so excited about this idea? And that was the truth. I ultimately decided pretty quickly but I had like a surge of energy that just took over but then pretty quickly after that did decide you know this is not what I need to do right now what I want to do more slash first is grow my business up grow my audience up there and then be able to get to a point where I have the time to carve out for this project because I don't want to rush the cabaret. I actually want to, I actually probably want to make a whole thing of it. I might even launch a Patreon that goes along with it. Like it's going to be a whole project and I don't want to rush it. And in order to not do that, there is some things that need to happen first before I get to that point. Is that idea still front of mind? Certainly in terms that I know I'm going to get to it soon, but not in terms that it's like, you know, existing day to day and wondering, you know, uh, in my like current awareness and with a long list of to do things, but it's something I've put on the mental back burner. Now, sometimes I get sparks of inspiration, a song I feel like I should add, an idea of something I'll say, and I just write it down and file it for later so that when I am creating later and when I am working on that project, I've not missed out on any creative sparks that I've gotten for it. But I also haven't let it impact the other projects that I'm working on currently and that I want to do first before I'm ready to flesh out the time and the energy and put my creativity towards that project. So that's just like a little anecdote to really show you guys how that's even happening in my life um, where there's like a really important project and I keep talking about it too because I'm like, I'm going to do this. (laughs) You guys have to hold me to it. Um, But I'm not going to do it right now, (laughs) maybe at the end of the year or beginning of next year, Um, but I'm not going to do it right now because there's other things that I really want to happen first before I introduce that into my, my projects. So that was a lot. That was a lot. I always, I mean, I've talked for this long plenty of times before, but I feel like I was like really riffing there and guess what? Now it's Katie, but from a day later. I finished recording this episode and even uploaded it and then I was like you know what I want to go back and add a little bit that talks specifically about like 
saying yes or no to actual coaching programs because that was a big part of the question. I feel like I didn't address it the way I really wanted to. So I'm just going to pop in and add a little bit more umph as we wrap up this episode because I do think that like it's one thing to consider where you should focus on and where you should invest in in your career in general, but it's also another thing to really sift through like specific resources and figure out like when you've got constant you know services and programs and resources offered from a bunch of different coaches how do you figure out what's actually right for you so obviously you should figure out everything we just talked about which is like where are you at in your career what makes the most sense for your path and whatnot but the other thing that I want you to consider is what coach and what program actually resonates with you because it's easy to just like grasp at everything or to feel like you should do every course and work with every coach or you feel maybe even that a coach has um shared a really amazing free resource with you um or has even maybe had a conversation about with you about a coaching program or course and you still are not sure if you should actually take it and if you should actually move forward with it so maybe it's a matter of, yes, deciding, like, what is your focus, but maybe it's also, all right, there's, like, four sync courses up here, or there's four different courses on social media. How do I decide which one to actually move forward with? Um, so first, definitely sift through it by thinking about the topic like we already talked about. But the second thing is that I do want to mention that when you're feeling overwhelmed and bombarded by offers, to really consider who you do invest in with because everyone who's selling a program is going to try to make their program seem like the best thing ever and the perfect fit for you and um some people are more natural at selling than others and some people may try to pressure you into buying something um they also might you know actually not be a good fit but they're maybe newbie salespeople and they want to make a sale so they're just kind of telling you what you want to hear and I'm I'm not suggesting that everyone is like this the reason I'm saying this is just because you really want to use your discretion when you're thinking about investing and you want to carefully consider if this is a good investment for you and things that you can evaluate when you're deciding this is is this program resource you know and again even if this is thinking like should I should I spend time listening to this podcast or taking this free course? Um, or, you know, obviously paying to do something. So is this resource or program uh, going to give me the roadmap that I'm looking for? And is it going to answer the questions or give me the support and accountability that I'm looking for in order to move forward? So basically, like, is the structure of this, is the the contents of this going to give me what I need to move forward? Or at least do I think it is? So that's obviously a huge part of it. Might seem obvious, but sometimes we we don't look at exactly what it contains or, you know, people promise something, but we don't ask questions about how they're going to get there or, you know, what goes behind it or what is it going to entail. So really carefully evaluate that. But then also think about, is this person someone that I want to be guided by and someone that I trust? So whenever you are hiring someone, do not be afraid to ask questions about them, their experience, um, their method of coaching, their approach, and definitely study them and like see, is this person someone that I want to work with? Is this person someone that I think I would have fun working with and that I feel like uh, has my best interest in mind and can get me the best results and is going to work with me in the best way that I need right now? And of course, it's going to look different. Sometimes we need mindset support uh, and we want to go with a coach who's more focused on that or, or more of like a life coach. Sometimes we need real strategy. Sometimes we need a combination of both. So just depending on how you best work, the situation that you're in right now and what you're looking for to get support to move forward with your goals or like get out of the situation that you're looking for or change your situation, those are things that I want you to consider when you're hiring a coach. Like I said, there is really an abundance of coaches out there and you might feel like you're being marketed to in every which way and so you're having trouble deciding which coach to go with and which program is going to serve you the most. So definitely think about this when you're choosing. And the one thing I want to leave you with is that if a coach is making you feel pressured or making you feel like icky about signing with them, you don't have to do it. Like don't do it. <laughs> don't ever sign up for something because you feel like you should or you have to or you're pressured into it or they they keep telling you there's a deadline and you better make a decision and so you just do it but you don't feel good about it. Like 
it's normal for investments to feel kind of scary. It's normal if you feel like, oh, I'm kind of nervous or, oh, I know I'm putting a lot on the line, but I feel like I have to do this. Like that's a normal feeling. Fear will come up when you're making an investment that's out of your comfort zone. It's not about everything being in your comfort zone, but you shouldn't feel like disgusted or out of alignment or really, really, really stressed about an investment that you're making. Ultimately, while again, you might feel a little bit of fear or nervousness because you're doing something new, you want to feel an overall feeling of feeling really aligned and good about the decision you're making. So ask questions, carefully consider who you're working with and what they're going to get you or the process that they're going to take you through to get there as you're making your decision for what to invest in. So I hope this episode was helpful. Let me know in uh, over on Instagram, shoot me a DM and let me know if it was helpful for you and what it helped you figure out or what it helped you decide between. And if you do have any questions after listening, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know what questions came up for you and what you might still be working through or deciding between. Or if, you know, there's anything that you know you are working on and you need resources for it, I'm happy to send you all the free resources or, you know, even paid resources that I know of, whether they're mine or any of the many music industry coaches that I'm friends with who have incredible resources out there. I am happy to point you all in the right right direction for whatever you're working on and whatever you need support with. So shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know how this episode resonated with you. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Out To Be podcast so that you don't miss an episode and share it with someone who you think it might help. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.